interesting conversation during the break between me and Brian. Uh, and then uh, Brian tries to get me in trouble with you. Oh, I, no, I, I would never do that. Well, I think you, that's why no, you... No, no, I'm just trying to keep people informed. Yeah. Uh, that's all. Yeah, they'll be coming after me with rope and pitchfork. <laughs> uh, during the break, uh, we heard uh, Mitch McConnell talking about uh, the budget process and how we all have to work together. And I said, I, I can't stand that guy. <laughs> <laughs> and Brian just chimed right in. I hate him, too. Oh, Mitch McConnell, I wish somebody would take his place. I mean, he's a parliament. I mean, he knows the rules. He's been on the inside. Nobody can manipulate better than him. It's just that he never seems to really take the constitutional path. I, it, it's just the word "weasel" always comes to mind. I don't know why. Oh, what about uh, what else? What's the other name? Turtleneck. Um, yeah, that yeah. one too. Yeah. Uh, on the global warming, is that what Earl is on? Global warming. Yes. Uh huh. Earl, welcome. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. How are you? Uh, Earl? Uh, Sounds like he set the phone down. Yeah, I think so. All right, we're we're going to let Earl go. Uh, 874-9390, toll free, (laughs) 800-529-5572. Oh, Mitch McConnell. Uh, All right, so uh, in addition to that, now Brian is trying to get me in trouble with you. So I'm just going to tell you before I give you this story that Brian said you are going to talk about this, aren't you? You are. He's. I mean, he's pushing me. Well, I me. put it on prep during my vacation. I'm, I thought for sure you would have mentioned it, but well, yeah. Well, you see, you weren't there to to push, and, oh. and so I didn't. And now you you want me to do this, and they're going to come after me. Well, just read the headline, and then you can steer clear of any, you know hate mail from people that might, you know, be upset with the news here. Uh, DeSantis soars to enormous lead over Trump among Republicans, leads Biden by four, new poll says. A new poll released on Tuesday showed that among Republicans, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis has taken an enormous lead over former President Donald Trump. USA Today Suffolk University polls showed DeSantis leading Trump by a whopping 23 points as 56% of respondents preferred DeSantis as the 2024 GOP presidential nominee. Now, um, now, why would people be upset with that news that, you know, you just put on the air? Well, they'll say that I'm a, a Trump hater. And then, and then the next thing you know, it, uh, tomorrow is uh, Think Tank Thursday. Yeah. And Kevin Jackson will come on, and if, if if they'll bring this up, and then Jackson will be on a roll. <laughs> There'll be no stopping him. He'll he'll just he'll he'll because he does. That's what he does. You 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 mention anything bad about uh, uh, Donald Trump, and and he just gets on a roll. He just does. <sighs> All right, <clears throat> a science teacher said that biology lessons on cells is capitalist indoctrination. A middle school science teacher in Minnesota claimed that biology cell lessons are steeped with capitalist indoctrination. The teacher, uh, Mandy Jung, works at Highland Park Middle School in St. Paul, Minnesota. 
And uh, that's her conclusion. And and I remember, I remember uh, taking a, a basic biology class in in high school, and I thought to myself, my God, are they trying to convince me? Are they trying to force me to believe in capitalism? Well, apparently they were. Lately, there's been a lot of conversation about teachers indoctrinating students to their beliefs, uh, according to uh, Fox News. Uh, and I always find this funny because our children are seeped in capitalist indoctrination form. Like the second they're born, basically. Uh, this uh, science teacher reportedly claimed that science lessons on cell structure were a perfect example of capitalist indoctrination because most of her students believe that the nucleus was the most important part of the cell, not the mitochondria, because without a boss, the cell would be in total chaos. Well, bacteria don't have a nucleus, and they're arguably one of the most successful classes of organisms on the planet. Well, there you go. That's the that's the perfect example because bacteria is always so healthy. In some cases it is, but often not. Uh, to the phones we go. 874-9390-800-529-5572. You know, Brian, when you think about it, they said that math is racist. Correct. And uh, studying cells is promoting capitalism. Mm-hmm. Um, you get to you get to a point where you realize the reason kids aren't learning is because teachers aren't teaching because they're afraid they're indoctrinating. Maybe that's the reason kids are coming out the way they are. I don't know. Let me go to the phones. Chris, welcome. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. How are you? Just too many people with too much time on their hands, isn't there? Uh, who uses words like capital, capitalist indoctrination, Gary? Uh, uh, communist? Yeah. yeah. Communist. That's that's big communist word there. It's those capitalists, you know, and it's bad. And kind of shows me kind of where she's coming from. Uh, did you have that guy's website or whatever you just had on, the, the climate guy? Because I've missed it, I guess. You missed it? Well, I was, you know, working around here, and I was listening to him, and at some point I went, what the heck was that place I was supposed to go see all that stuff? Credit card, uh, please. Brian, yeah. Uh, we need to... Uh, I think it works the other way, actually. If I have to quit my job, you need to pay me, but we'll, we'll argue that out another day. But uh, <laughs> did you have that uh, website by chance, or do you the remember? The book is called Inconvenient Facts, The Science That Al Gore Doesn't Want You to Know. Uh, and he is the executive director of the CO2 Coalition in Arlington, Virginia. And his name is Gregory Wrightstone, and he's got an app. I think you have to look for Inconvenient Facts in the app store and you can put that on your smartphone okay well you know some of the stuff he was talking about it's to me it's stuff you learned in school actually uh you know back before all these people go to college seem to have a whole different view and he mentioned glaciers and it reminded me i've seen i don't know how many things on online or on tv showing glaciers falling off into the ocean telling you the glaciers are all melting and i learned in grade school that that's a glacier calving they come down the mountainside, mm -hmm. it slowly moves, and when it gets hanging out over the ocean and can't support itself, it just falls off. So the picture they're showing is actually showing you that the glaciers are in good shape, and yet they're telling you they're melting because they're falling off in the ocean. 
And I don't know if the people that are putting the pictures up are that stupid or they're that evil, but uh, either way. <laughs> well, if ignorance is bliss, uh, these are some very happy people. They don't want to know the truth. I was talking about this yesterday, and I mentioned the day before. The fingers in the ears going, na 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 They don't want to hear it. You, you, you are correct, and it reminds me of those kids. And this is a, a perfect example. Maybe the teacher that's the, you know, capitalist indoctrination, maybe she's teaching all the kids that the glacier falling off the ocean means it's melting, and I don't know if she understands it or not herself. But unfortunately, maybe they've changed the way they teach things. But I learned it a little different and made sense to me at the time. <laughs> it still makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah. Chris, thank Strangely you for the call. Enough. Uh, glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Uh, Gary, welcome. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. How are you? Oh, I'm so good. Gary, I got to compliment you. You have been 100% great on everything you've covered for the last week or so. <laughs> but uh, I tried getting the Inconvenient Fact app, and uh, that didn't work. But what I'm calling about is CBS News just had a report on them. He's a journalist, 49 years old, and Cutter, Qatar, whatever you call it. He had chest pains and a soreness in his chest for two weeks. Then he had an aortic aneurysm explode, and it killed him immediately. His wife, here's the irony, his wife, I sent you the link in your uh, email. She's a leading infectious disease physician that worked with Biden's transition team on COVID-19, and she denied every, anything at all that was linked to the COVID shots. But uh, it's in all the news about this guy, and I sent you a link. Uh, yeah, you, but, you do realize we're talking about global warming and capitalism. I, I did, but this was so dang interesting. <laughs> <laughs> hey, global warming on that... Um, <laughs> That dang uh, nuclear fusion, yeah. they shot 60 lasers at that atom to get it to do nuclear fusion. <laughs> so the energy produced to do that was like you said. Yeah, it's, it's not really a net gain. All right, Gary, thank you. Appreciate it. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. We are up against the clock. The website, uh, by the way, uh, for that uh, guest was CO2 Coalition. CO2Coalition.org. You're listening to The Gary Nolan Show on the Zimmer Radio Network. It's 1021. Glad to have you with us. Uh, 874-9390. The toll-free number is 800-529-5572. Every once in a while, uh, we will see a story, usually comes from the government, about vaping and how terrible it is. And they've got these studies saying that uh, causes, uh, there's one study in particular that they have really been relying on. And I've been trying to expose this over and over and over again every time one of these stories come out. Both on the number of uh, kids using uh, vape or e-cigs versus smoking and the long-term effects of e-cigs. But the study that came out indicated that uh, people who use uh, e-cigs, who vape, uh, are getting all the same respiratory and cardiovascular diseases that smokers get. And uh, I've just discovered that the study is complete nonsense. Uh, these two scientists considered the four conditions strongly associated with smoking that previous research suggested are associated with vaping. 
chronic uh, obstructive pulmonary disease, a COPD, emphysema, myocardial infarctions, and stroke. And the PATH data, that's the name of the, the study that everybody uses, uh, available to researchers don't specify precise ages at which the survey respondents began smoking regularly, began vaping, uh, or received their diagnosis. In fact, they don't even know... Uh, well, actually, they, they do have some uh, inf information here. They found the diagnosis among subjects that definitely occurred after they started smoking regularly accounted for 97% of the CO2, uh, COPD cases, 96% of emphysema, 98% of uh, myocardial uh, infarctions, and 93% of strokes. So these people were all smokers and had the symptoms before they switched to vaping. And yet the vaping study is looking at them and going, see, that was caused by vaping. I mean, that's almost 100%. And I'll bet if you dig deeper, you'd find it is. Subjects who reported the same age group for first e-cigarette use and first diagnosis typically were smoking cigarettes regularly prior to using e-cigarettes. In most cases, decades earlier. It was true for 97% of people who had COPD. And uh, you, you don't even know about the last 3%, but I'm willing to bet uh, that they were smokers too. 99% of myocardial infarctions were from people who were smoking for decades before they went to vaping. In fact, what they're suggesting is that people were suffering the symptoms and quit smoking and started vaping and then got caught up in the studies. I mean, that is a phenomenal percentage. What a, what a stupid study. How could you put together a study like that and not find out uh, and include that data in the study? Junk science, my friends, junk science. If you're a smoker... If you can switch to vaping, God bless you. You're gonna, you're gonna be, I think, far. I believe far better off. Um, don't believe the nonsense. They're, they just, they're they're crazy making. All right, eight seven four ninety three ninety toll free eight hundred five two nine five five seven two. So I've been telling you about this national debt now for for years. For years, I've been saying this thing just keeps growing. It ain't stopping. Uh, and, and nobody on Capitol Hill has the testicular fortitude to do anything about it. <laughs> we were just talking about Mitch McConnell. Here's my idea of a real senator. This is what a real senator should sound like. Start to spending. This is going to happen again. Mark my words, December 16th, December 18th, we're going to get a 3,000-page bill that will have been given to us an hour or two before. I know because this is the way it works every year. No one will read it. No one will know what it in. But what is a guarantee is that it will add over a trillion dollars in debt next year. The system is not working. We are not obeying the rules. We need a budget. That's what a real senator sounds like. Somebody who's willing to actually try and cut spending. Man, it, I, I would love to see him be the majority leader in the Senate. 
I would love for a guy like Rand Paul to do that. Pardon me. 874-9390-800-529-5572. Christmas shopping done, Brian? Did you get it all done? Uh, No, sir, I have not. I usually wait till like the... uh, Christmas Eve. Yeah, pretty much the day before. Well, that's when the sell, uh, you know, the the prices are, you know, everybody wants to get rid of their stock. Right. Uh They don't want to have to keep it for a year. And so they uh, they give us better prices. That's <laughs> that's at least that's what I tell myself. Uh, that's the reason I do this. I just I just wait for the better prices. Right. Then well, I just, can get. You just have to go to the pet store and get some kitty goodies for uh, for Gwen, right? Rat poison. <laughs> oh, God, that cat! Some clawing posts and you know little mouses and that kind of mouses. Uh huh. Mouses. Mouses, yeah. I, I see mouses. <laughs> you know, the stupid cat has scratching. But Gwen has put scratching th- devices all over the house. They work? No. Uh, the, apparently, the dining room chairs uh, and the living room sofa are preferred over the scratching posts. <laughs> Somehow, there is just something so attractive about the new dining room chairs uh, that he can't keep his claws off of it. And, of course, uh, the living room sofa. And and things are starting to look a, a little shreddy, if you know what I mean. I, um... I, I, now, if I tell her to have the cat declawed, which I guess is really taking off the top knuckle, that would save the furniture. But then I would never be able to convince her to turn him loose out in the yard. You know, so he could go out and play and I could have some peace. So I'm sort of stuck. I'm, I'm between a rock and a hard place. If if he's declawed, you can't let him out. But it saves the furniture. And if he's got his claws, you can let him out. Well, but that tears up the furniture. I don't know. Cat makes me crazy. So, no, I have not, uh, I have not a problem... Uh, uh, Getting her anything, but nothing for the cat. I, I refuse. And I also, you know what? I'll, I, what is this with the uh, getting your pet a Christmas gift? Do you people do that? Do you get Brian? Do you buy your dog? Uh, or sometimes, cat? yeah, we'll get him a chewy toy. Why? Or he something like that. He doesn't know it's Christmas. Yeah, but he's part of the family, so. Whether well, he it's a gets cat a chewy or toy, a dog, or whatever. We're sitting there opening up Christmas gifts, and the uh, the pets always enjoy a new toy, and it's really enjoyable to watch them when they get it. So, yes, in answer to your question, we do do the pet thing. No, I am. I mean, my, we don't my go My idol has feet but... of clay. My idol has feet of clay. <laughs> Cats and dogs don't know it's a holiday. No, but they will when you give them their toy. No, they'll just know they got something to chew on. Don't get your dog and cat a gift on Christmas. Gary Nolan, Zimmer Radio Network. This is the Gary Nolan Show. It's 1035. Brian, I'm over at that website for the CO2 Coalition, and they got a, a test. And I was kind of going through the test. This this is this was interesting. The first one we both know about about polar bears. Here's a, a climate question: The melting of Arctic ice of Arctic sea ice is causing sea levels to rise. 
Do you believe that, uh, that it's at least rising a little bit? I would say, yeah, probably a little bit. Not as significantly as they claim. The melting of floating ice does not cause sea levels to rise. The melting of Arctic sea ice cannot cause sea levels to rise. Since the ice is floating on water, the only ice that can cause sea levels to rise is ice that's melting on land. Right. I was thinking more of those flo floating ice, ice shelves that kind of reside above the level of the water. You know, if, they're, if they're floating on water... Well, they're kind of floating. You know, there's... Uh, if you look in... And I'm not, I'm not an expert, but floating ice shelves are have got some pockets of air between the... Uh, they're kind of on land, and then they're kind of above the uh, actual ocean. And when the ice melts, those tend to go down. And again, it's very insignificant increase, if, if anything at all. But I've always heard the ice in the glass theory. You know, you fill your... Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's kind of the opposite of what you and right. I were doing. We were trying to show that global warming causes global cooling. And we put that water... We put that ice in, the, uh, uh, in a pan on the stove. And it didn't work that no, way. No, it still hasn't worked. It's still cooking, though. Yeah. Maybe in a <laughs> there you go. The rate of sea level rise is increasing. Uh, no, it is not. The, the sea level rise is not accelerating. Uh, this is neat. It's a great place. to. It's, it's uh, CO2Coalition.org. Antarctic is warming and melting. Wait a minute. Let me see. Most of Antarctica has cooled over the last 40 years. Man, you don't hear that every day. Let me go to the phones here because uh, Marie is on the line. Marie, welcome. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. How are you? I'm doing great. I just wanted to mention when you were talking about having your cat declawed. I've always had my cats declawed, but they can still go outside because the vets will not remove their back claws for protection purposes. My vet specifically says that. He'll take off the front claws, but not the back ones, because it still allows the cat to have a defense mechanism. Plus, my cat still can climb trees. Yeah, I want my cat armed. If he's going to go outside, I, <laughs> I want him to be armed. Well, he's, he's, got, he's got a full tin set on the back. Anything <laughs> grabs a hold of him, trust me, they'll rip him open with those back claws. All right. Marie, thank you. <laughs> Glad to All have right. you. Take, take care. You too. Glad to Merry Christmas, by the way. <laughs> Glad to have you on the program. Oh, people think I'm kidding about this. I really do. I really hate the cat. I keep hoping Gwen will go, yeah, all right, Gary, I understand. I'll get rid of the cat. But no, that, that, just, <laughs> that just isn't going to happen. Uh, all right, 874-9390, toll-free 800-529-5572. Uh, we've got uh, Think Tank Thursday coming up tomorrow, uh, and I think we got a full boat. Uh, we haven't had Jim Babka on for a couple of weeks, uh, but uh, but we will have him this week. Uh, nuclear threat: Putin <clears throat> readies nuclear missile uh, for launch. Uh, Yar's uh, rocket is able to strike the United States and the United Kingdom. Locked and loaded in a silo near Moscow. This, you know, he's fighting the United States. He's, he's really not fighting Ukraine. He really is fighting us. 
And now we're going to send them uh, this uh, anti-missile technology. That we're going to send that to Ukraine. Those missiles cost like a million bucks. They're really expensive. Uh, the anti the, the the steel dome or whatever they call it, those things are really really expensive. Uh, and we're sending those to uh, to to Ukraine. He's fighting us, and ultimately. He has no way of winning this conventionally. Does he get desperate enough to fire a nuclear weapon? He might. He might. But I think the people around him are not so desperate. I think... what Here's what I... Ultimately, what's going to happen. One way or the other, Putin is going to be out. He's either going to uh, commit suicide... <laughs> really? Uh, clearly, he'll be uh, uh, driven out of office, murdered perhaps. But I don't think the people around him are going to let him get desperate enough to fire a nuclear weapon. If I'm wrong, well, <laughs> who's going to be around to complain? But I don't think so. I think they whack him uh, somehow, one way or another. And then they'll say he committed suicide or he died of cancer or something. I just don't, I, I just, I'm not buying this nuclear threat. It's not saying, I'm not saying that we, we, you know, we should be doing what we're doing over there. I'm just saying he's going to lose. Ultimately, he loses. Uh, let me go to the phones on sea level rising. Gary, welcome. How are you? Yeah, I'm fine. Thank you. And thank you for taking my call. I was just uh, wanted to make a comment there. Has it occurred to anybody that all of the junk and trash that's been put in the ocean by China and various other ones, that that would cause the water to sea level to rise over a period of time? That's the only thing I had to say. All right. Thank you, Gary. Glad to have you with us. Glad to be with you. Uh, NASA says that sea ice extents are increasing slightly. Uh, climate rising uh, global temperatures should include sea ice in the Antarctic. Uh, in Ar Antarctica to shrink, but observations show the ice extent has been growing slightly. Where is uh, Brian? Where's Eric the progressive? Um, he believes in this. Why? Why didn't I'm he? I'm not call? sure. He hadn't called for uh, a couple, couple of weeks. No, just a couple of weeks. Oh, has it been a couple of weeks? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I would have thought he would have. Uh, he would have called. Uh, let's see. Out of control government and cats. Uh, link here. All right. Let's see. Y'all have three cop cars because I'm feeling to Alabama women guilty in trial over feral felines. I've started a cat thing here, and I, I kind of regret it. I, I probably should just move on. Is social media censorship a crime? How many of you think the federal government committed a crime by influencing Twitter and Facebook and others? Nobody's proved it with Facebook, but, but we're, we're pretty sure that they were pretty heavily influenced. Wall Street Journal has a piece. They say amid growing revelations about government involvement in social media censorship... It's no longer enough to talk simply about tech censorship. The problem should be understood as government-slash-tech censorship. 
the Biden White House has threatened tech companies and federal agencies have pressed them to censor disfavored opinions and users. So it's time to ask about accountability. Hey, speaking of that, do you see what they're doing in Chicago, Brian? I did not, no. Well, remember the fingers in the ear? Nah, 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 nah. Well, apparently, with all the crime that's going on in, uh, in Chicago, Mayor Lightfoot has decided... Huh? Beetlejuice? Beetlejuice, yes. Yeah. Has decided uh, that uh, radio scanners will no longer be allowed to, uh, to receive and trans- you know, to, to pick up the uh, police calls. I see. Okay. It, it, that way, uh, the news media don't know when there's been a shooting. Ah, perfect. And yeah. they can't report on it, and therefore the crime disappears. Yeah. And, and they don't even have sense. And they don't even have to ban guns. <laughs> you know? The, the crime rate suddenly plummets uh, because the media don't know they, they happen. That's it, brilliant. Yeah, the logic behind it is great. Right now, in the green room in our building, you can walk in and hear the police scanner. It's, it's, sometimes it's a little, uh, little louder than it should be, but you can, you can hear what's going on. And when something happens, that way our, our crack news team can follow up. They can show up on scene. They can talk to law enforcement. They can uh, get the information to you. You want to know, you know, should I avoid a certain place uh, off Broadway because the, you know, law enforcement is engaged with a bad guy? It, you want to know those things, so you, you listen to the radio. Well, in Chicago, you won't know those things. They just, it's Found a way to solve the crime problem. Quit letting people in the media know it's happening. Unbelievable. All right, up against the clock. Quick break. We'll be back. You're listening to The Gary Nolan Show. It's the Zimmer Radio Network. 1051, calling an audible here. Brian, during a, during the break, is telling me that he has a new Christmas movie that is a favorite of his. And I listened to the details on this, and I'm thinking, that sounds like a really ugly movie, Brian. It is. It's very dark, but um, it's a movie that uh, you can't believe that they inserted into the classic Christmas Carol tale. This Scrooge just goes well beyond what is uh, humanly correct. And I, I mean, it was, I had never seen it before and it came out a few years ago. And I started watching it. It's like, oh, my God, he's not going to do what I think he's going to do. And he did. But it was a, it was the Christmas Carol tale with the same characters. But it is incredibly dark. And it was a movie that uh, I'm not going to say it's one of my favorites. But it's one of those that's like, yeah, I'll watch that again. Just to remind people of humanity and the the tale of, you know. How some people, even the darkest of characters, can tr be turned around by, you know, things. I don't want to give away the movie. If you've well, never you seen FX, A Christmas Carol, give it a watch. But, you know, it's not one for the kids. Definitely not. Yeah, I can't imagine kid, kids sitting around based on what you've told me. It's called FX? Yes, the uh, TV channel FX. Yeah. A Christmas Carol. A Christmas Carol. Yeah. Oh man, yeah, that's the the penultimate, the 
top of the line, the Christmas movie of all Christmas movies. Let's Bing just Crosby, put it, Danny Kaye, White Christmas. Okay. Yeah. You, I would go along with that. That is the best Christmas movie. You can go to Hallmark all day long. They come up with all their, uh, you know, I mean, they've got this formula. A uh, girl comes back home to help the family or the guy comes home to help his family and falls in love with the out-of-towner and uh, they they get along, then they don't, then they hook up and marry and live happily ever after. I mean, it's the same thing. White Christmas. It, you got entertainment. Uh, remember Bing Crosby and Danny Kaye lip-syncing the sisters song? Yep. Uh, with their pant legs rolled up. That was great. That was great. That is the ultimate Christmas movie. If if you uh, if you're younger, uh, you know, like in, in your twenties or thirties, and you haven't had an, uh, the option to to see that movie, look for it somewhere. I don't know if it's on YouTube. I'm sure they play it somewhere every year. Uh, but that is the ultimate Christmas movie. There. There are none better. What are some other ones? Uh, there's uh, the the vacation. What's the one with Chevy Chase? Christmas vacation. Christmas vacation. Yeah. And then, uh, of course, uh, Bill Murray and Scrooged. That was uh, a classic. Uh, I don't know. I, I I'm not a fan of Chevy Chase. Um, so that that made jaundice my view of the of the whole thing. I don't like his vacation pictures. I just don't like him. But Crosby and uh, Danny Kaye, uh, White Christmas, that's the ultimate Christmas movie. Uh, Alan has just called in to confirm and validate my opinion. Alan, welcome. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Hey, how are you? Hey, Doing I heard something last night on uh, another radio show. Uh, AOC and that group came out with a movie. Yeah, really, really profitable, too. Yeah, it's $20 a theater. <laughs> so I didn't know if Jeanette, I'm out here driving, so anyway. All right, what's your, favorite, what's your favorite Christmas movie, Alan? Oh, I'm, I guess I'm kind of old school. Uh, Christmas Vacation. Christmas Vacation, what, with Chevy Chase? Yeah. That's old school? Yeah, for me. I'm starting That's to dis. I'm starting to dislike you, Alan. I'm uh, sorry. I'm sorry. Bing Crosby, yeah. Danny Kay, White Christmas. That's old school. Yeah, that was yeah. Yeah, we yeah we watched that black and white. I think back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Alan. Thank you, buddy, right. for the call. Merry Christmas. Right. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. I'm surprised you didn't mention uh, "It's a Wonderful Life." That is probably the number one Christmas movie, old-time classic of all the classics. I don't, I didn't like that movie. A lot of people do, though. It, you know, when it came out in the theater, it was a flop. Yep. Nobody was watching it. Uh, and I think it was one of the first movies Jimmy Stewart made when he got out of the military or when he got off active duty. Uh, I saw it, and it was, I don't know, I just, I just didn't, didn't really like it that much. Number two Christmas movie of all time, Die Hard. Is Die Hard really a Christmas movie? It is, yes. They say it is now. They actually did a poll of uh, thousands of people, and it was finally declared 
officially a Christmas movie. But the people who made the movie didn't say it was no. a Christmas movie. No, In fact, they, they didn't. But it has become a Christmas movie for the ages, apparently. So that you could just name any old movie. Uh, I guess if it's during Christmas time. Now, there's another movie like that, Gremlins, which uh, was <laughs> around the holidays. It had absolutely nothing to do with Christmas, but yeah. What about that one with the kid who's home alone? That's what it was. Right. Uh, that's a Christmas movie. Yep. Uh, and it, it, but it's just really puerile. It is. The White Christmas is like for adults. It's for adults. All right, 874-9390-800-529-5572. Uh, Terry says, original miracle on 34th Street. I forgot about that. Yep. That was a good one, too. I like that one. And they colorized that, too, by the way. Just in case you wanted to. There's something about a, an old black and white movie, though, that is really, I don't know. I, I really like the old black and white movies. Uh, first off, they were written before CGI, and they had to uh, really think how they were going to direct and produce those movies. And, and it, 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 they're pretty damn good. Uh, they didn't take the cheap shortcut with a computer-generated uh, background. And I think they're, they're sharper for some reason. I don't know. But I forgot about that. All right, Terry, that would be my second number two. Uh, Natalie Wood was the little girl in that movie. I imagine there are people in their 30s, Brian, going, Natalie who? Yeah. Uh, original Miracle on 34th. Okay, Terry. Uh, it's a Wonderful Life is the Christmas movie, says Ralph. Well, Ralph, I'm sorry, but you're wrong. It is not the Christmas movie. It's White Christmas. I mean, it's just... It some people... Liked it a lot. You know, it's it's a failing bank. Uh, the whole story is about a failing bank. Well, it's really not, but that's the gist of it. We may be experiencing that anytime soon. <sighs> All right. We're up against the clock. Quick break. We'll be back. Gary Nolan, Zimmer, Radio Network. This is the Gary Nolan Show 